Good evening. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Belty Black and White, Past and Present. I'm joined tonight by friends of our player, Sean Butcher. To date, Sean has played 80 games and scored an amazing 46 goals in his 80 games. That's some ratio. Good evening. Sean, how are you? I'm native Advil, yourself. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Paul. So, dust to sell in yesterday's game. What was your thoughts on the Inverurie game? Um, I think first half was maybe a bit scrappy. Obviously, we picked up a goal uh, midway in the first half. And uh, really, second half, especially the start of the second half, we kicked on and put the game to bed. Kinda, and then, like Mark said, uh, after the game, we're really comfortable. Kinda, we never really looked like conceding. I think at least you didn't do. And uh, just... Looked really well, and no, looked really comfortable. Played well. Good. That early goal in the second half really came at the right time, didn't it? Definitely. I think at the time in the game as well, 1 0, if they'd scored, it could have been a completely different game. But to get uh, a goal straight after a break, it kind of settled everybody a bit, and then we kicked on for there, got third, and like I said, we looked comfortable, really didn't look like going back after that. You go, you skipped over the first goal, scored me a good self. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember much about it? I can remember it well, obviously, it was only less than 24 hours ago, but. I can't say I had uh, much to do, like, ball came over and uh, Sarge chased it doing well, a bit of a mix-up in their defence, and then, what else can you do for eight yards when even a keeper to beat you? <laughs> just put it in the empty net. That's a can you like, yeah? Oh, definitely. So, if I introduced you, you've played 80 games and scored 46 goals. That's some some amount of goals in 80 games. Aye, I, I think uh, during my time at Brock, and, like, obviously, hearing other top strikers in the team, it can be difficult to get a regular uh, run in the team at times, but I think, to be fair to myself, I think I've done quite well at uh, putting a in the back of the net when asked upon, that's for sure. Uh, it's a good feeling banging in the goals, eh? Oh, definitely, especially at Bellsley in front of the support, like, it's, uh, there's no feeling like it, to be honest. Well, you've almost asked one of the questions I was going to ask you later, <laughs> but we'll get to that. So we're all on again, Tuesday night with the Hampton Banks at the Neverdeenshire Cup. What are your thoughts tonight? Uh, excited, obviously, when we're playing well, you're always looking forward to the next game, can when we're winning and the team's doing well and everybody's happy, roll on the next game, keep playing sort of idea. So I think everybody's ready to go. Hopefully we get a rest, recovery, and then uh, go again. A cup semi-final, obviously, defender trophy we've won for the last two years. So uh, everybody will be definitely ready to go and get another win. Hopefully another cup final. Look forward to it to plan. It seems quite strange, but in the semi-final, the couple that we just won a month ago. <laughs> I think we played the semi-final this cup about a month and a half ago. How going we be in it again? But... Uh, no, like I say, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully get a job done and then another cup final in a, either a few months or whenever they plan to hit. Good, good, good. So we'll look forward to Tuesday night. Just before I come do the night, Butch, I'll watch the Scottish Cup draw and we got Sochi United, I think. I've seen the draw as well. Like, um, to be honest, I don't know much about them, but uh, obviously any team that's in the Scottish Cup earns a right, so they've obviously done well enough to be there. So it'll be a tough game, probably a similar kind of team to Banks ID. So uh, Banks said he always give us a good game, so I would think they'll be there or thereabouts as well. So look forward to it. Scottish Cup's obviously like kind of highlight of our season. Everybody looks forward to it. You get a right draw, a couple of wins. You can always uh, end up playing against the big boys like they did a few years ago. But um, uh, we've a few games before that, so we'll take it one game at a time and then see Socky when they come to Belsley. Uh, absolutely. And the good thing, but we've got a home draw, so that's how we can ask for. Oh, exactly. All you want in the Scottish Cup is a home draw. And then as we see some of the teams, nobody likes coming to Belsley, so... Good luck to them coming to play us, that's for sure. Uh, as you say, we'll, we'll worry about that when it comes on. Definitely. So, I need to take you back to your start in football, like I do, I'm a guess, Sean. You just run us through before you start playing your football. 
Well, uh, playing football, obviously coming from like a football family, dad and brother and that, aunt and football, so just pretty much for probably as soon as I was walking, my dad played a football at her feet. We're out in the back garden, playing football, kicking about, and we're uh, big Aberdeen fans in our family as well, so as soon as we were old enough to ken what we're doing, we were out to Pataudry to watch uh, the team play, it's for sure, so I would have said just about four or five maybe out in the garden with my dad and my brother kicking a bar boot. Was it all our brothers? Uh, younger brother. I've got a younger brother, James. He's a couple of years younger than me. I've got an even younger brother than that and as well, Lewis. So oh, right, okay. We're at the same. Fit by daft and like I say, in uh, Aberdeen through and through. So anytime Aberdeen's on, we're uh, through to Pataudry if we can. But obviously with uh, Brock, you didn't get much chances to get him. No, this is true. Which in recent years is maybe not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> they <Absolutely. miss> it. <laughs> Speaking of Aberdeen, did they win today? Uh, 1-1 one, one draw, I think. Ross County? Aye. I think... They dominated the game for the scene, but um, points dropped, is it really? Points Certainly. Dropped. Well, it'll be peace in my son's house because he's a Don's fan. His wife's a Ross County fan. That'll be a real bit healthier. <laughs> so, you mean the first team you played for? Um, the first team I played for would have been my school team. Played for uh, Bodham School. I went to Bodham School. Okay. Much my health, primary school. So, um, I think it would have been primary one. Was straight up to play. Had uh, a couple of coaches there with them. Um, Boy, Jock Woods, George Stephen, John Morrison and uh, James Robertson would have took us right through and just dads, any other dads that wanted to help you, uh, okay. sticking their hand in to help sort of thing, you can't like, it's not parents than I would stick up and volunteer. No, but it's good for you to get a few willing names. Oh, definitely, it? definitely. And it wasn't even as if it was just random parents, can these parents seem to hear and I can for they're speaking about with football, so they helped you, can, and you listen to them, can it was your pal's dads and... Um, it's just like to get a kick about in the park and get a game on a Saturday morning sort of idea and uh, play football. Just loved it. Yeah, you just love for football as a youngster, eh? Definitely, just right through, do you? Yeah, I was loving for football. So when you was a young lad just starting out, did you hear positions or was it just a case going to park and play and see what happened? To be honest, I kind of actually remember, like 100% right at the start. I think it must have been just kind of like, if you see the young stars at like five or six, it's... <laughs> it's like chasing, a bee chasing... Uh, Aye, I'll be after, kind of after the same bar. <laughs> Quite funny to watch more than anything, but I kind of 100% remember positions. I remember even at a young age, kind of, I just enjoyed scoring goals. Can even in like in the garden playing my brothers now, just goals, goals, goals. So, I can it's kind of went right through my years of football, just not even so much the winning, but just the scoring goals. Can I feel? Can you guys feel for it? It's never lost, it's never, never lost. No, definitely, no. never lost. Still remember it for yesterday, oh, definitely, as well. definitely, very good. So as I, you said you played for a school team, did you have any success in your teams? At Bodham, there wasn't a heaps of burns. Like, there was a, enough for a team sort of idea, but that was it. So we maybe had a couple that actually enjoyed football, but like the majority of the team maybe weren't it. So we weren't one of the best schools. We would have probably got beat more than we won, but uh, it wasn't even that much of a problem. Can we just enjoyed getting to play our game of football. And like a two or three of my pals that played were quite into football, so we just mm-hmm. enjoyed getting to go, getting to play, turning up. Can I, I actually can't even think. Obviously, playing galas and that, that kind of. I don't think we won one. I can't actually remember winning any. Can that's ridiculous to say, but I don't think we did. But I, I can I look back on that and think I actually really enjoyed it. Can I love playing, just love turning up and uh, getting a game sort of idea. Good. So no winning much didn't it spoil your no, playing football. No, I didn't. No. That's good. So you mentioned a few dads. Uh, would you say some of them would have been an influence in you as a youngster? Definitely, definitely. Um, a couple of them for sure, because they were like right through. Can like add the names I mentioned, sort of idea. But 
every one of them had their little says and even later on in my career when I spoke to them kind they were always oh how are you getting on Ken how's the fitback going uh, keep good. the track on you Ken mm-hmm. which is always can hear that little bit of care kind of helps along the way does it oh it's absolutely it's good to see they've been an interest in your exactly. career Aye. and if only that lads now ever turn up the brock to watch you I couldn't tell you for sure I still keep in tabs with some of them but you can't like life's busy and I can the four lads that I mentioned there like their dads and that can they're uh, working like decent jobs that new so in this area especially with offshore and that can you uh, get, mm-hmm. definitely a couple of them I keep close when they've definitely came to watch and everybody since I've signed for the Brock that I know that have came have been really really complimentary at how good the Brock is and how much a family club it is and can inclusive they are they just love it coming to watch a Belsley can watch a Brock play absolutely it's just a big family definitely so when you left at Bodum, I presume it's Peter Reed Academy, was it? Peter Reed Academy, aye. So was the school Academy, teams there? Straight into, aye, first year, and then as soon as it came about, I fit my team, came for like straight air, straight seeing how it goes. But again, when we went to Peter Reed, I actually kind of minus winning anything. But it wasn't about the winning, it was about playing with your pals, kind of enjoying your football. When you played for an academy team, you got like time off school as well, Ken. So that was like a big bonus. Oh, yes, we get like a, a Thursday off school or something like that to go what and play in Aberdeen Eye. So it was brilliant. You, can everybody was delighted to play. You had everybody signing up for the school team because you got some time off school. So it was, uh, again, the numbers were high at the time. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I can't even remember too much of the school team teachers. But I see Jackie Cooper was uh, one of them that took us right through. He was uh, quite an avid golfer as well, mm-hmm. actually. And he would have been a big influence. Can he was I the same? Can how are you getting on your footback and mm-hmm. asking about boys club and stuff like that. Good. So it was a, uh, it was an enjoyable time, definitely. Was John Severite a teacher at school at the time? He was not a teacher at Peter Heed. No, no. I th- actually bumped into John later on in my career alongside. He was there, but um, I think he was maybe Mint Academy, was he? No, John, I'm, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't. Mm. was a teacher. Aye. I just I associate him associate with him with Peter. Aye, with Peter Heed. I think he maybe was at Peter Heed, but it was maybe before my time. But. Uh, he definitely was mint like as Ken, he was uh, one of Nicky's teachers at school, that's for sure. Oh, as a young son of an academy team, do you have only memorable games, only cup games of Waffle Hamid stick with you? For the academy team, we had a couple of good games, like we had a few Scottish Cup runs, nothing that like kind of sticks out. <laughs> the only kind of ends that stick out is uh, went up to Stornoway one time and uh, a bus driver, probably similar to Derek actually, a bit daft. Parked on the grass kind of in December. Parked uh-huh. on the grass. And the bus got stuck and we were stuck here for five hours because this bus couldn't get out of grass. How <laughs> ridiculous. And they're plunking bits of wood under this bus to try and get it out of grass. Uh, five hours before we got home. And it, because it was stormy, I think it was like half four in the morning before we got home. Imagine if our mum and dad were thinking, can first parents are. Wow. <laughs> Just nuts. That's like second year in academy, can bus getting stuck. Can you imagine Derek doing that now, could you? <laughs> well, I'm sure Derek will listen to this. He'll be pleased to hear about that and being stuck. But that oh, was a gig, schoolboy error for oh, the driver, out there. I've honestly, even my whole days playing football, kind of like bus journeys and that, I've never had anything so ridiculous in my life, and that. Five hours in this bus. And hopefully not again. December. Aye, hopefully not again. But with Derek, I'd rather have trust him again. I'd been a good laugh for you. Oh, we were delighted. We were uh, playing football for about five years. <laughs> So, do you have any trials we want to brief when you was a youngster? I can't mind hearing any, like, trials, to be honest. I, like, when I was younger, I wasn't, like, the best player in our teams. And I was never, like, a standout or anything like that. We had one, I can't remember if it was Scottish schoolboys or, like, Aberdeenshire Select or something like that. But uh, we had one in Aberdeen. It was, like, half to start or something like that. A couple of hours, kind uh-huh. of splitting the teams. But Aberdeen were playing Celtic at Pataudry that day. And 
I was more devastated than to get to go to Pitodri to watch the trial. I honestly, if you ask my dad, I was the biggest sulk ever. Why can I need just go? Why can I need just go? And he's like, oh no, you need to try your best at this. Nah, nah. So I sulked the whole time, played rubbish. The trial finished and the game was finished. I think he already got hammered as well. So it was actually rubbish. Oh, did I, 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 as you can imagine, I never got picked for that team. And then came that trial. <laughs> <laughs> so you're leaving school now, Sean. Which your first team you played for leaving school? Um, well, I left school. I dabbled a little bit with um, Peter Heed. I went to the about youth development with Peter Heed. Started seventeens uh-huh. for a year with Natty Porter. That lasted about a year. I think likes like Paul Young and Louis Davidson were maybe not Louis. I think it was Aberdeen, but uh, Paul Young, Paul Campbell was definitely there. Uh-huh. And uh, played a little bit of that in the youth leagues, playing like uh, Livingston's and Park Thistle's, can some full time teams and seeing how they were. It went all right. I was some good players. Like a lot of the team was filled with your Albions and Dices boys. Can it be oh. Can I signed on? Aye, uh, okay. But I never near, really got near the first team. It was mostly the youth. And then Natty moved on to Longside Juniors, mm-hmm. so he took a good few us to there. So I went there at like sixteen. I think I joined Longside at sixteen, seventeen, and never really looked back. To be honest, like just went to Longside at sixteen and thought. Didn't know much about junior football, and like you come up as a young loon, didn't know much about it, but the first season maybe struggled a bit because I was young, but as soon as I kind of got into the team, I never looked back, and I massive end up in alongside for the next nine years with various other managers that we'll obviously speak about. Nine years, a long time. Aye, it is a long time, like, alongside is uh, like a club that I close, really, really hold close to my heart, like, even now, can... As soon as we finish here, our first score I'll look at isn't even Aberdeen, it's probably alongside more than Aberdeen. Aberdeen's getting really good to third place, huh? Aye, <laughs> third place, I would say joint second, but just new, but it's definitely something I look for because uh, like everybody alongside treated me, it was, it's very similar to the Brock and it's like such a family run club. Good. And uh, from going there for the first time to seeing like, like Alan Davidson King, who's obviously passed away now, uh, unfortunately. Nice guy, Alan. And, a nicer man you wouldn't get, honestly. Mm. Just the stories you would hear about him is just such a nice guy. And even like Nicky works at Longside Club as well, which is um, my missus. And we've just got like hold Alan and Phyllis in such high regard. Can uh, done nothing but the most he could for us while we were out there. And can even like uh, uh, Gavin Davidson and uh, Arthur Innes and Stephen uh, Wallace can just uh, guys that would go out their way. Can John Duncan. Just um, everything you need, they would do it and more sort of thing. And that's for a junior club who didn't have heaps of money, didn't have money to splash at you. Didn't get me wrong, kind of if you needed boots or that, you would get boot money at 100% you would get that. But um, can they a club that's in blessed with all this money, but my God, they would look after you as a family and make sure that you're all right. And even like personal terms sort of thing, if there was something happening at home, they would uh, can pull you aside and make sure that anything they could do to help, they would help sort of idea. You can. Fantastic. Oh, definitely. You just want to play for a club like that. When you, you get treated like that, I'd think I actually give that extra five ten percent can even like a Brock and like similar guys like Finlay and uh, Ken Bobby, and you see the effort they put in to let us just take a game of football at the weekend. Can that's fine. You want to work your arse off to get uh, a game of football for them, can it's amazing, eh? Oh definitely. So when you start with alongside, how did you adjust being quite physical for you, was it? It was definitely a massive jump up for you, um <laughs> Boys club fit bats for sure. Obviously, you play with kids your own age for, for 10, 12 years, and then you go there and you're playing against men. And at that time, the juniors, we, alongside our top end of the Super League, so it was oh, good okay. teams we were playing against. Mm-hmm. I remember like one of my first games for alongside we were playing against Cooter, 
and Cooter had uh, Hugh, Hugh Robertson playing, mm -hmm. who also used to play for Aberdeen and uh -huh. played full-time for years. And when you see you're playing against ex-professionals that can play the game, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a big jump up, that's for sure. Good. And how did you cope? I coped well. Like I think the way I play, I've never really changed. Can like can play quite well in the air. So even at like a young age, can I can still dabble. Can I maybe I was bouncing off boys back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still bounce off players now. <laughs> I'm not exactly the biggest physical player, but um, I was alright. I did well. My uh, my game's uh, six yard box, so <laughs> uh, you can do it at any size or uh, stature, can you? Two, two. And how did the goals? Did you start getting the goals quick, or did it, you struggle for goals? It took a while. It took a minute to get into the team and get like when I first came alongside. I actually played left wing a little bit. Can okay. I, I'm not sure if that was because I was maybe not physical enough to play up front, and left wing was kind of. But, but I just had that knack of getting in the box at the right time, at the right, right place at the right time sort of idea, Ken. Money can I buy it? Aye, exactly. It's mm -hmm. something that you can't really teach, Can It's just natural. Even I couldn't even tell somebody how to do it. It just mm -hmm. happens. I just end up there sort of idea, Ken. Aye, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think um, Natty picked up on that quite quickly and uh, mm -hmm. kind of played me there. And just hearing somebody like that in the team at times can be a massive asset, can't it? Mm. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, well, you're near the main strike or something, you're not quite so heavily marked. Exactly, 100%. And mm -hmm. especially like when I first came into the team at Longside, similar to the Brock, because nobody cares about you, can they kind of, like you say, leave you can, like, Aye. to mm -hmm. yourself? And then before you can, it, you, you get a bit more space and a bit more time, and that, and it's uh, but you can take advantage of that. It definitely helps get your goal Aye. tally up. But you're well sussed up at the start of the second season. Oh, eh? by the time it gets that, <laughs> you're. Uh, You've got boys thinking, getting, getting you a kick before you can jump and stuff like that, and it's uh, more and more you see it, they get sussed on it. You mind how much goals you got in your first season? The first season in the Super League, I think I was about between 10 and 15, I can't remember. Gavin Davidson with Hesrit and doing mm -hmm. somewhere, 100%, he was a starter. But uh, I can remember the first season, I kind of like broke into the team and played a few games, and we played Stonywood Park Vale away. And, uh, I scored a hat trick, but one of them was like dubious for an own goal sort of idea. I can't remember exactly. And Gav used to do the, uh, the match reports, and he was winding them up. He's like, "No, no, it's not a hat trick. It's just a double kin." <laughs> and I'm a young loon, and I'm like, "No, it's a hat trick. But it's a hat trick uh, for a paper report." And uh, I was waiting on Monday for the booking to come out so I could read if it was a hat trick. And uh, shoot as hell, he put a hat trick like so. I was delighted. But um, the next week we played Forest away, and I scored two, and I was buzzing. I'm thinking I'm getting another hat trick here, back to back. I rounded the keeper, near keeper to beat, and then skied it out of the bar. Biggest set I've missed in my career. I swear, <laughs> hail why him, I sulked. I wasn't interested in drinking. The rest of the boys were getting steam, and I was sulking, and hail why him. I wasn't impressed myself. You've just, but, asked, uh, you've just answered another question I was going to ask. Aye, but no, nah, even that season, like I kind of broke into the team later in my first season, mm -hmm. so it was kind of a bad time, because the season finished, and I scored a few goals, so I was like, ready to go. But um, the next season, I kind of kicked on, and that's funny, I would say, my long side career probably did start very good mm -hmm. and did the second season we still playing something out of salary um, to start with I think I started wing and then like the mare I played and the mare I established myself I kind of moved into the middle again a bit more but um, I I think the next season I started off well scoring a few goals we were still in the Super League and I think that was coming to the end of not his time so he was he had had a heart operation I think it was a heart bypass I'm lying uh, okay. if I said definitely but he, and it was, he was struggling a bit so he kind of moved to the side a bit and uh, I, just before he stopped I was playing through the middle but PC actually played the first season I was there Kim Paul Campbell uh -huh. outside of Roch, and mm -hmm. um, I couldn't play in the middle because he was playing there uh, and then okay. he got his move to Turriff to Highland League because he was doing well mm -hmm. and that's when I kind of got moved into the middle so I got okay. to play a bit more so it was kind of 
good for me to get to play, and I played more regularly the second season in the Super League. I can't remember if that was the year we got relegated or the year after, but I definitely got a good run at the team that year. Okay, so you went doing for the Super League 2, is it? Uh, League, first division or something like that, it was okay. called I. So if you were doing to the first division, obviously the standard wasn't just quite as good. Aye. Did you find it easier to score? Or? I wouldn't have said it was easier, I would have said it was different, definitely mm-hmm. different, maybe a bit more physical, but I, there was a few good teams in the first division still. Can, the teams like at the top end of the first division and the bottom end of the Super League would have been very similar, uh-huh. and so it was like kind of balancing act sort of idea but I definitely would have said that was when I kicked on I think um, like Dave Cormie came in and was a manager at long time well I can't remember it was just, just before we got relegated or just after so he was like a proper it's actually similar to Natic and a proper like Highland League manager I would have uh-huh. said Ken, tough school if you're not doing it he'll tell you you're not doing it right and um, that was when I probably got the wake up call uh, Ken, this is proper football I'm playing here and just kids football if mm-hmm. you can turn up and uh the first division was definitely when I kicked on. I think I played for alongside nine years. I think we were in the Super League for three. The rest would have been in the first division. I didn't think I scored less than 25 goals the rest of the time. So I kind of really pushed on for there, which is pretty uh, good for myself. But can teammates help that as well, do they? I absolutely bit putting the ball in the back and it has some record there. No. Definitely. I, I, I couldn't tell you my exact record for alongside, but I remember... When I left to join the Brock, like um, Gavin told me that it was a fair impressive record. So I was proud yeah, of it, Ken. My time at Longside, I've always looked back and pride, that's for sure. So but we'll get to the Brock in a minute. See, scoring that amount of goals, I get you noticed. Only the top junior side straight for you. There was, I would have said, as soon as I was in the team at Longside, every season there was at least one team that was like phoning. The Hertz was one of them. Hertz were on it every year. Every mm-hmm. year I had behind him Hertz, which it that kind of time, they were a team that were looking to get better, Ken. Mm-hmm. I think even Baxter, James Duthie, mm-hmm. he went to the Hurties at one point and uh, that was when I was probably at my closest to leaving Longside. And they, because uh, I didn't enjoy it at Longside, like I say, I've looked back at Longside mm-hmm. and loved it, but the ambition that he had when he went there was like, blew my way a bit, Ken. Like he wanted to be at the top end of the Super League and he wanted to be winning this and that. And that was like, I'm very ambitious. Can I want to win things? I want to do this. Uh-huh. And alongside that time, we were going through a transition. So I was kind of like really teetering on the edge. And I went and spoke to him at least two or three times and I was very close. And uh, it was probably just from loyalty that I didn't know. Because of the respect I had for the guys alongside that treated me like family since I'd been there. And did you was, regret a decision they go on? I didn't regret it because that season the Hurties were good and I think they got a points deduction so they would have won a league to go up. But okay. then that was when uh, Bax actually came to uh, Brock, came oh, to Mark aye, that okay. season. Mm-hmm. So he kind of left halfway through and um, kind of probably worked it well because Hurties kind of declined a bit since then. So um, it was the right decision, I think, at the time for me anyway, it's mm-hmm. for sure. And can that's fit your decision's got to be based on, is it personal reason? Oh, absolutely. It's a big boost for your confidence, kind of other teams, won't you? Definitely. See, like, even I always made sure that if there was a team that came and approached me, I always did at least my most again speak to them. Can I at least give them my time? Because if they've mm-hmm. got the time to come and say, oh, we're interested, I've got at least an hour or something to speak to them and see what their plans are and stuff like that. Can uh, I at least give them a bit of respect to that? Because, uh, like I say, when the Hurtis were on most years and it was... Like, Bax was one of them. And then the next year, it was Craig Ewan, who's now the Keith manager. Ken. Yeah, right. And even to get to speak to boys like that, and I think you've always got to have at least a bit of respect to say to them, Ken, look, oh, 
aye, thanks for your plan sort of idea, maybe it's not for me, can all the best and that, and I would always keep on good terms, kind of, I was always in good terms with the guys that I'd said no to, because even uh, like a bit later on, when the season I joined the Brock, I had a lot of interest from uh, guys that were East End at the time, like Lee Youngson and Craig Stevenson, and I went to speak to them a few times, okay. and it was another in because the Brock wasn't interested, I was like waiting for that sort of idea, because I was really uh, interested in the Brock, okay. but... <clears throat> It was another thing that I really had to think about because they had ambitions to take East End to the top end of the Super League and uh, challenge for honours and stuff like that. And kind of always, like I say, I'm being ambitious. I just want to win things. Kind of want to win trophies. I want to win cups. I want to be kind of like the best I can be for myself, play at the highest level. Can it shows the ambition they've got because they are now at uh, Cooter and doing really well. Absolutely. And you're saying you want to win things. Football players have got short careers. You exactly. can't do what you can in a, exactly. a short like, space of time. You think when you're young, Ken, you've got. Oh, I've got heaps of time ahead of me. Absolutely. But before you know it, it's like, kind of, I'm now at 27, I don't feel old, but already you're thinking, probably at the end, back end, can it's coming to like 30 almost, and then before you can, it'll be over. So that's why I'm kind of ticking every game as it comes. And, and just keep like, enjoying it. Enjoying it, exactly. Enjoying it. it, taking in all this memories. Can like, when you see like yesterday, for example, Kenny Bellsley was absolutely packed. Can pack to the Gunners. Right, when you see good. that, and you score in a game like that, it just, it's brilliant, Ken. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's a good place to play a fit with the Bells, eh? Yeah? Ah, nothing like that, for sure. So, back to Longside. It was your first cup run or first cup success with Longside, or did you win any cups with Longside? We won one cup, and it was actually that season I was speaking about there. I think Bax was a manager at the start, got them playing some really good football. They were flying, I miles above everybody else at the top of the league. Uh-huh. And they had some issues with like player registrations. They got points deducted. I think they got like 15 points deducted. So we met them in the cup final, like the first division cup, in the Morrison Cup. We played them in the cup final and it was played at Balmure. Okay. So this is big local derby, alongside Hertie's, Ken. Always a big game as it is. Uh, cup final, Balmure, mm-hmm. 800 folk here or something like that. The place wow. was, uh, it was a good crowd for a junior game. Mm-hmm. We actually came out to play the game and then the kickoff got delayed because they couldn't get up in the turnstiles quick enough sort of idea. And at juniors, you're thinking, this is crazy, Ken. Big time city. Oh, aye, come, brilliant. Aye. And aye, uh, they were tipped to win the league, win a cup and everything. And we were on a like tight squad with injuries all over the place. We had a young 14-year-old boy on the bench, Ken. So mm-hmm. I had your, uh, Mark Finney's loon, Kyle Finney was on the bench, young lad. And we just turned up at a game thinking, we've got nothing to lose here. Just go for it. And uh, fair play to the boys. Like, we dug it out and uh, won a game. I think it was 3-2 in the end we won it at uh, Balmure. And I would still to this day say that it was just the best performance I've seen for a team <laughs> it was just we were so thin with one sub we'd played about two games in three months because of the way the leagues worked out in the juniors kind that with this cup had to run and finish at uh-huh. a certain time and uh, it was just brilliant and Alan Davidson at that time Ken, I remember end the game after winning the cup and he was in tears because he hadn't seen Longside win a trophy in years oh, wow. and it, it was it ends up being the last trophy that he ever seen us win so it was it was a proud day and you see all the guys, it just shows the family club. I'm actually getting emotional thinking about it again. Uh, but it is, it was just, it was a brilliant feeling. And it was such a family club that like, we were out on the Friday night was a cup final with our presentation night on Saturday and uh, everybody was there Friday right through to Saturday. It was like a hell weekend. Fantastic. Ken, all families, girlfriends, kids, Ken, just there. And it was, uh, it was something that I'm still proud of to this day. Ken, even with the cups we've won at Brock so far, that would still be quite high in a list sort of idea just because of the way it happened. Saturdays on Sunday morning? For the Monday, like, I can't even remember how <laughs> it work, but for Saturday, Sunday, I, I, said, I remember saying to Nikki after a game on Friday, I'll see you on Monday sort of idea, but uh, she was there with Hill Time West, and she fantastic. was drinking it up as well. I forgot to ask you, who did the three goals 
your team scored that night. How much did you get? I didn't get any. Crazily enough, like, I had the goals I scored for a long time. I didn't score any in that game. I think I set up two. But, uh, <laughs> actually, at the end of the game, I remember lying on the pitch with cramp and I'm thinking, I can't move if else is celebrating. <laughs> and uh, I've still had that problem now. I just kind of shake off a cramp, like, for some reason. It doesn't nothing. Still bothers you? Oh, just still nah, does. I'm sure a couple of beers helped the cramp, didn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. About two hours later, I've got a cup in my hand full of drink for the pub. I couldn't... <laughs> Cramp was now one in my head, but that year was definitely one because, like I say, the Hurties were uh, a really, really strong team. Like uh, Mark Simpson played, uh-huh. Ken and can I remember that game? Can like we were, John Thompson was actually the manager alongside at that time. Can uh, uh, alongside, I uh, Tosso, great manager, like uh-huh. a massive respect. Probably brought my game to the next level, really, just with like man to man management. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, right, we need you to Mark Simpson because he's good in the air. Mm-hmm. You're good in the air. You manage him. I mean, two corners and I had to turn around and go, you need to get somebody else to mark him. I can't get near him. He was just absolutely booming the heaters in. So he's got a hat trick. Simpson was a great player, even in his later years. And uh, I, I never seen him obviously at his best when he was at Highland League, but even in his later years, can mm-hmm. just that organisation alone and his aerial ability was just uh, second and similar to Kieran. Can you see Kieran? Uh, it's very similar, Ken. Uh, and uh, it was probably the one player that I can ever remember playing against it, juniors anyway that I couldn't get near in the air. That's my game, and I couldn't. I would. I was by the off him. I didn't know what to go near him. You just say kick his shins or something, video. Well, even then, can you see someone kick his shins and just laugh at you? Can I would. You can give him the biggest kick you want. You just laugh at you. So back that game. Baxter was he player manager? Or? No, he was no. Bax was uh, he had just left before that. So I think. I think Simi was actually the manager, oh, player right, manager, okay. and Cash would have been his assistant. But uh, we had John Thompson and uh, Gordy Robertson was uh, his assistant, and we were on must have been 12, 13 players max for about the last eight games this season. Just wow. pulled it by a guy, one game after game, and managed to win a cup. Amazing, eh? Aye, brilliant. Hey, you spoke with Dossal, he says he'd seen your game at a different level. What did he do for you? It wasn't maybe so much like fit he did for me, just like his management techniques, I would have said, Ken, he was a brilliant, brilliant manager for like pulling you and spicking to you, Ken. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've always been, I probably not so much at the Brock, actually, I've probably settled down, but when I was younger, I was out a bit of a row, Ken, I would have probably been a manager's nightmare sort of idea, Ken. Uh, okay. I moaning sort of idea, Ken. <laughs> if we were playing a game that didn't mean anything, I would want to play. Can I want to get my goal tally up, I'm wanting to play sort of idea. So Tosso was really, really good for... Uh, Ken putting you in your place or a sort of idea but maybe in like a nasty about it but Ken and sort of idea when to play you fun uh, to, and then it speak to you about it and can I always remember at the end of that season he kind of like pulled my side Ken and says oh Ken you've got a really good player and you just you need to settle doing sort of idea mm-hmm. Ken and push on and that was probably when I did screw the nut a bit and uh, think oh Ken maybe I could make something out of it but let's mm-hmm. kind of deal with it but I would say that that would be the same season for uh, Nicky would have played a big part as well because the seasons before that, I probably turned up at Longside and just took it for granted. Turned up, played. Ken, I used to get quite a lot of bookings. Ken, I got sent off a couple of times. Ken, my, um, probably let myself do in a few times. And then when Nicky came on a kind of scene and uh, was head kids and that, mm-hmm. I took a bit of my pride in myself. Ken, and thought, I don't want to be embarrassing myself, embarrassing her, Ken, getting sent uh, off and booked mm-hmm. and that. So with Tosso would have been a big part, but Nicky would have definitely been a part in that as well because she was at a point for uh, like, well, her and her dad used to come and they were starting to get to a point for them embarrassed to come and watch me sort of thing and that was you don't uh, want to be going home at night to be embarrassed no, again. No. so I, that was fit, kicked them on and thought can I need to screw it not here and play and I probably played my best football under Tossel that's for sure because he couldn't have to play him that's for sure if I wasn't playing he would have to tell him and 
mm-hmm. I was one of them players that if uh, a manager gives me a rocket, I wouldn't hide. That would be me. I want to show myself. You know? I want to prove that I'm good enough. Sort mm-hmm. of idea. And it's taking that advice on board. Definitely. If when you see somebody like him, if has been there and done it at a much higher level, can mm-hmm. of course you take on his advice. Can you want to can you want to prove? Uh, it'd be definitely really. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Experience he's got is just. Second, no, it was just amazing for the Brock. For exactly, I I never was lucky enough to get to see him at the Brock, and I, even when he was a long time manager, I didn't really care much about him to be fair. But after uh, reading up and hearing about him a bit, I soon quickly realised that uh, this is a boy you've got to be listening to. Sort of idea. Also, just Captain Marvelous ways to come. He's just such <laughs> an inspiration. Oh, I even like. As a manager, you had a really good knacker before a game, getting you motivated. Can without saying much, but you just you just can enough. you're in a game. Can uh, make mm. sure you either team can they're in a game sort of idea, and uh, you would like you would get that part can and that you want to win for him and for the club sort of idea. Just good man management. Oh, I really good. Uh, so, for the age was you at now? Um, I would have been probably twenty three, maybe. No, maybe actually a younger at twenty one, twenty two sort of idea. Right? <laughs> so. You were saying earlier on you stopped getting your bookings, but you're slowly maturing as a person and a player. Oh, yourself. definitely. I'm still. I would have still said to myself as a kid then, Ken, when I was getting that bookings, I was Aye. thinking, probably thinking it's more funny than anything. Ken, oh, Ken, look at me, I'm kicking mm. folk and Aye. making a fool. And then when you grow up a bit, you realise it, it's not funny to get booked and sent off and that. And then uh, that's when I really kicked on and thought, Ken, rather than getting booked and sent off, why not turn that and use it to try and motivate yourself to score more goals? And Absolutely. I would love to, I don't know the exact stats, but I would definitely say since that point, my goal tally just rose and rose and rose and rose again for a long time. Well, if you've been on the park longer, Exactly, would, you uh, get more chances to score, do you? So. Mm-hmm. And again, more experience. You said you've been knocking in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Ghosting in, some defenders didn't see you. Exactly, you get like that experience and then mm-hmm. the more you come as well, can the better you get, you start to kind of their teams, maybe kind their weaknesses and that can only work in your favour, can oh, it? Oh, absolutely. So it's total is... Correct, was that your third manager alongside? It would have been third or fourth. I think Ali Hind was in between Dave Cormie and uh, Tossel, but he wasn't there too long either. He was kind of, when the club was in transition, which, to be fair, I mean, he came in, like, Dave Cormie came in this season, we got relegated, I think, and um, things like some of the boys like Kevin Norris playing, Sean Beddy, kind of experienced mm-hmm. boys, and then uh, they kind of moved on while Cormie was there, and Ali Hind had to kind of pick up the pieces, took a really young team, and put him on the park side there. We mm. did struggle, like, for a start, but um, we definitely got going, and then I think for family reasons, he had the stocks. He's a, I was a teacher at uh, Mintla. Aye. I think he was a bit busy, so he moved on, and it was just lucky timing that uh, Tossel kind of offered to take a job, and I think that's probably the best thing that happened alongside, because mm. from his point onwards, they've grown and grown and grown, to even now they're still kind of seem to be going the right direction. They do indeed. So you've come, you're, well, you're in your nine seasons, you said? Aye, nine seasons, I think. Was it Fun, did you uh, get snippings at the Brockers looking at you? Um, I remember it well. Uh, Alec Mayer actually phoned me one night. I can't remember dates and stuff like that, but um, he phoned me and he says, oh, Mark would like you to play in a 20s game a night. And uh, I think it was a way to Locos. Mm-hmm. Or it was either a night or a morning night or something like that. Ken, and uh, I was like, aye, of course, I'll at least come along. And uh, so... Also, I got the phone call. I went down to Nicky and I remember saying, Nicky, this is my chance. If mm-hmm. I play well in this game, well enough, right? Mm-hmm. I'll put Mark, my name and Mark's ideas. And uh, Nicky's like, oh, that'd be daft, Ken. They're just needing to put up the numbers for the 20s and just laughing at me sort of idea. I was like, nah, it's my chance. And I was uh-huh. determined to at least do something enough mm-hmm. for him to think, Ken, oh, we've got to keep an eye on him sort of idea. And uh, turned up at a locos. I think I scored a hat-trick in the first half and he took me off 10 minutes into the second half. And I was just 
delighted. Kind of, 20s game, I didn't get me wrong, some of the 20s teams aren't great, but I, I felt like kind of at least showing him a little bit and then because he took me off, I was uh, I was delighted to go and then we were playing, the first team were playing Cove two nights after or three nights after mm-hmm. and uh, that was when I made my Brock debut. Max says, oh, I want you to come along. So I turned up at Avelsley that night and I'm thinking, oh, can I maybe be on the bench, just be involved, can see if it's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark pulled me into the manager's office and he says, um, I want you to start up front and I make it a lie. My, my heart collapsed like, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> are you joking? It's cool. He says, I want you to play up front with Gary Harris and uh, just mark yourself a nuisance like you did alongside Ken, get in their face, this sort of idea. I was like, all right. And I was excited, then I get my arm, but I was so nervous. No, and then uh, from when I went out to warm up, obviously, I'd been to Brock games before and seen a crowd, but when you see the crowd when you're on the park compared to when you're off the park, uh, you see Mary Merfolk coming in and I'm warming up and I'm looking and thinking, oh my days, far out of folk coming through. Does that affect you negative or positive? In, in my younger days, I would have probably got nervous, but now I love seeing it. See, like the games like yesterday, if I see that, I think it gives me an extra 10%. Can uh-huh. Just that little adrenaline kick. But I remember that game thinking, this crowd's massive can I really need to perform here because I wanted I was desperate to play for the Brock and they're a mm-hmm. massive team in this area and uh, I really wanted to like kind of say to Mark look this, I'm good enough to play at this level sort of idea so um, we came out and I think Cove must have won the league the game before because we gave them a guard of honour that night uh, I remember that so I was right. sitting and gave them a guard of honour thinking oh okay Cove fair enough and uh, I think we actually got beat 1-0 but I played quite well as well didn't score or didn't really have much chances but kind of made a bit of a nuisance myself and uh, probably did myself all right, but I was a bit disappointed that I maybe didn't impose myself more in the game. But um, first game though, first game in uh, that yeah. crowd, and I, also I didn't have played with much of the players much. I knew them, are the players uh-huh. from past experience, but um, not for sure. And then Mark asked me to come along a few of the other games. Like I think he wanted me to play the Saturday games that we had at home to a few teams, but Longside were actually still in the run when the league had time, couldn't get promoted. Mm-hmm. So Charles West, if I was a manager, Willie's dad. He was kind of like, oh no, well, we kind of need him for our big games as well. So uh-huh. they kind of, I think they came to an agreement that went to the midweek games, which was Strathspey away. Okay. Which I played a little bit. And then I went up to Brora away as well, but I didn't get on because mm-hmm. they obviously had to win that game to finish third, I think, in the league. And they pulled out a cracking performance that day. I think they won 2 1 or 3 1 against uh, Brora. Must have been like second or third last game of the season to finish either third or fourth. But I, I was just like really happy to be involved, kind of see if it was like, and then get a little taste. And as soon as I got a taste and I was back to Longside, even for that last five games this season, kind of made me a better player. I was like, okay, I had that little bit extra added motivation to say, can I want to play for the Brock? Let's show why I should be playing for the Brock sort of idea. Did you see much difference in the standard juniors to the Brock in that first five games? That first couple <coughs> of games, definitely. Definitely the Cove game, because obviously you can Cove <laughs> a the massive team. Uh, when you come to play the best to it, it mm-hmm. doesn't get much harder than that. And uh, obviously I was playing against Eric Watson at night which was probably one of the best players in the air as well in the league uh, no, absolutely. so it was a big challenge for me but I kind of thrived off that kind of, I really enjoy like that feeling of can just getting stuck in a boot and uh-huh. playing against better players can I, I like that side of it but... for the pace of the game the first 10 minutes I can remember it going and Cove obviously liked to play football a bit so I was chasing like a back four a bit and I remember thinking 10 minutes in, I hope he doesn't want me to play 90 minutes tonight. I was actually breathing. I like, honestly, Jesus, that's got to be it for 90 minutes. But luckily, like I settled into the game a bit more and I you probably second saying, win, I got your second win sort of idea and kind of settled in a bit. But I remember definitely thinking, Jesus, this is actually a ridiculous sort of idea. 
But um, the other games I played in, I, I, I can't remember specifically it being miles off. It's obviously a massive difference for juniors, don't remember. But again, it's it's more different than uh, like faster. Can it's just a different game? Mm -hmm. You go to levels, maybe the speed definitely improves, <coughs> but it's more the quality. Can like the passing and the style of play sort of idea, and definitely tactically, it's uh, it's a lot tactically different. That's for sure. So your last five games alongside, did you win a league? We played the last five games. I think we had Aberdeen Uni in the last game. If we won that game, we would have either won a league or came second to get a playoff. And uh, we bottled it, absolutely bottled oh, it. We got beat 1-0. Uh, oh. And I remember it must have been, we were battling it with Sunnybank to finish second. And uh, the Sunnybank guys must have had a game that day because they were higher. And I remember the full-time whistle going and them being there and celebrating sort of idea and it was just horrible. Oh, I can imagine. Because at that time, I didn't know it was my last game, but I had a feeling it was, because it was like that kind of feeling. And that was the only regret I had that that game I felt like I let us do. Not just me, the Hill team. Kim, we played really well the Hill season, and that day we just didn't turn up at all. Pressure. It was one of that days. Can pressure, you could say, but just can the basic sort of stuff. Can you're ah, Ken, you've got to win sort of idea, and it just mm -hmm. took its toll on us, Ken. Ah, uh, it's one of those games. Eh? You look back with disappointment. Oh, definitely. That's a one. That's probably the only regret I've got. Longside is that one game, <laughs> which is mental to think. But it would have been a great white end. That's for sure. Getting them promoted to Super League and then can go on to higher. I'm supposing Charles West didn't want to lose you, but he's probably quite happy you're going to the Brock. He didn't want to lose. That's for sure. That because there was the East End interest as well. Like it was kind of teetering. So I wasn't like Charles and John Duncan were desperate for me to sign and that. I really wanted to sign to give something back, but I was really feared because I, I didn't get the finances at the Brock and that, and I was feared mm. that if I signed again for a long side, that Brock wouldn't have the money or wouldn't want to spend the money on me. So I wanted to kind of give myself a chance to go. Uh -huh. So um, I was kind of like, wait, I can wait and wait and wait and sort of idea. And then Charles was at me every like training session sort of thing saying, oh, Ken, we really want you to buy. And I was like, honest with him. I was 100% honest. That's like, how I you can do. Exactly. I think I deserved that for him, to be honest. And I said if I wanted, Ken, and I was really determined. I think I think I was good enough at that point to step on. I think I scored 42 goals that season, which was my best at Longside in a season. 42 in about 30 games. And uh, I really felt like it was the right time to kind of at least try it and get a bash but it never worked I was always because I'd left on good terms there was always a chance I could have went back and uh, Aye, and if he didn't have done it all's what if exactly if I hadn't mm. done it I would have been definitely regretted it that's for sure and now you're 80 odd games in and 46 goals later <laughs> and, and counting Aye, looking back it's definitely been the right decision that's for sure magic so scoring goals in the Highland League can you remember your first team um, mm. my first team was at Lossie I I wouldn't have said it was my first goal. I would have uh, blamed the keeper. I mean, it was a bit of a howler for him. Aye, okay. <laughs> I shot for a bit penalty spot right at him, and he fumbled it in. But hey, do I count end the season when you say your tally? Then ask how far out the were on if oh, the keeper saved absolutely. them. Absolutely. So, for me, it's memorable. And you've scored in terms of important. Importance or memorable? I, I remember. I think it was my first season. We played locos in either a semi final or a quarter final or one of the cups, and uh, the game went to extra time. It was nil nil. Greg Buchan scored a cracker, I think, mm -hmm. right in the top corner. And then uh, I picked up a bar out in the left wing, played it into Feg, he laid it off, and I just curled it into the bottom corner. And I remember just the place like, was erupted, kind of just the usual Bellsley, fault of the brim sort of idea. Everybody delighted. And I, I, it's a goal that I just sticks out to me as being kind of my favourite Brock goal so far. Magic. Obviously, hopefully, a few more to tell few more, aye. years to come. But. So you mentioned cup games there. Was your first cup final you played in for a Brock? 
The first cup final would have been the for Martin game. Was that at the Cove? Was it last year? Well, now with COVID, you, you uh, think it was uh, last year, uh, a couple of years ago from where... I would keep thinking it's last year. Ah, uh, you I think. think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Aye. I, didn't, I, honestly, I actually only got about 10 minutes. I, that season, I was in the team, like for day one in the season, kind of started the season really well, scoring goals and that. And uh, we got to the cup final and I was excited, real excited, thought, hey, I'm going to play here. And then, uh, well, obviously, that night of the game, signed like Ross Willicks and uh, Grant Campbell uh-huh. and they came straight into the team and I was gutted right? I was kind of like everybody wants to play oh absolutely but then for you going to win a game and the two boys were probably best players in the park aren't they uh, King Grant and Ross brilliant uh, right. so you're delighted for the team but then I get me wrong I, I was devastated like I really wanted to play and cup finals is what it's all about and playing oh, games absolutely. and uh, but if anything it was probably made me a better player that, that one night because okay. I was more determined for the next time let's make sure you didn't miss you this time sort of idea Ken good uh, which is fit you want but I can't fit like <laughs> so it was the first cup final you started the first cup final I started was in that we just passed actually for Martin at uh, Locos so I'd, I've only played I've only been at Rock for three so I've won the Aberdeenshire Cup the Shield and then the Cup again so when I started that night that was when I was like delighted sort of idea really raring to go and then I played really well that night as well played well maybe could have scored I had a couple of good chances in the first half that looking back I feel like I should have scored I don't know where he kicked that uh, I was really disappointed in the corner, top corner but uh, it was an over kick at the end of the day but that was the one I was really chuffed with and then at the end of the game to see my kids coming running on Ken and being chuffed and every of these kids came on at night Ken we got the team photo of the Bairns and stuff like that so it just shows Fast clubs are about Ken family and how everybody's getting it together. So idea it was good to do it for Boomer as well. Obviously been a massive servant to the club for him to get at last harass or idea. It was uh, fantastic. I, I, the boys were delighted for him. And to be fair, we've thoroughly deserved a win that night. Oh, definitely. Like I think a better team won for sure. And the team we've got just now, Ken, if we're at it, there's no team in this league. I think touches us Ken on paper if we're at it but that's that's the thing being at it every week is it Ken thing is to be at it every week you've kind of have to be in the standard of the Highland League knows as much teams can beat each other I would say like without Cove especially this year I would say there's probably as strong a Highland League as there ever been there must be at least seven or eight teams that at the start of the season definitely thought Ken we've got a chance here and if things go right we've got a chance here and even your teams that maybe haven't been so good are improving to the point where it's nay like before you would have turned up and uh can think, oh, I'm going to get my goal tally up today. It's not like that anymore. Can no, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely improving, that's for sure. Uh, and I think we've played at six, seven teams you played. You mentioned, I think we've played them at the start of the season already. That's the thing. When you look at the <coughs> fixture list at the start of the season, seeing our run of games, can everybody would have sat there probably and thought, oh, can it's a tough run of fixtures. But the group of boys we've got, we were more like happy with that, if you get what I mean. We were mm-hmm. like, let's show for what our boots sort of idea. And now at least we've kind of seen further that we can where we want to be so we've just got to work hard and keep ticking one game at a time tick each game off Ken like one on Saturday delighted we can get a break for the league now bring on Banks of the on Tuesday Ken maybe rotate a bit or whatever and then uh, try and get to a cup final and then Huntley on Friday it just keeps going now you mentioned that interesting word there that you didn't probably like is rotate aye <laughs> it's one that's uh, <laughs> maybe frustrated me just as much as anybody else but I can understand that when I was picking uh, football going to knit later on, my best 11 at night, can you see the struggle that Mark is? We've got a squad of like 20 boys at the start of the season, all probably can sit there and say, I think I should be in a team. Absolutely. So I can't even imagine a Saturday morning for Mark sitting there, well, probably does it before that, it's probably his hell week, 
thinking, fit players might get to play night because it's horrendous feeling. And I'm, I sit there on a Saturday and, and then I get nervous before a game, but I get nervous before the team talk because I'm, I want to play. Can everybody wants to play and everybody oh, wants absolutely. to play as much as they can. And then as soon as you can, you're in a team, that's when the excitement builds and you're like, okay, right, I want to play well a day, sort of idea, getting yourself ready for a kick-off. I would be a manager, eh? No, I'm no idea. I'd, I, I really enjoy coaching as we'll get on to, but um, I'm not sure I could do that. Like. <laughs> well, I'm sure Mark would rather have the problem he's got than be doing the bare bones and searching for players every week. hundred percent. Although, hen uh, search for players every week, at least you've got no decisions to make, rather than thinking, right, Fav, I've got to leave you this week, which well, is a, a tough one, especially with the squad we've got. We've got some just cracking ten, players. Uh, it's testament to the management team the squad have built up, though. Uh, I think... When you look at it, considering the Brochar and the throwing money at us to say to play, the boys we've got are all in it for the same reasons. Kind of, we all want to win stuff. We all want to can play for ourselves, sort of idea, to get to the best level we can. And we're all in it can just for a, the actual love of the game more than anything. Can oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's for the players, the chairman, the committee members. Exactly. For the love of the club, that's what we're in it for. Can Playing, like you say, for the guys that... Uh, putting a hard graft behind the scenes just to get them a win and put a smile on their face on uh, Saturday. Absolutely. Now we've got the away venues. Is there only away venues you, you think, oh, this is my place. I'll score here. Maybe not so much I would score here, but I love playing at Locos just because I feel like that's where I started. Can for that 20s game, for I went away to Locos and okay. played. So I, I get that I feel like good, can and feel like, oh, I'm really excited to play. It's uh, it's I was a hard place to go. Did I get me wrong? But it's just I, I kind of get a little extra buzz, kind for playing our kind and this is far my Brock career kind of took off sort of idea. Yeah, that's good magic memories, that. Ah, eh? uh, definitely, one hundred percent. You know the flip side is there any venues you didn't like? Not so much dislike, but um, <clears throat> I would pick probably Fort William and Atty just because kind of tough. Some trek to get up there, and then <laughs> when you see the park, it's just it's a cool field. <laughs> it's horrendous, but when you actually see the place, it's. Stunning place to look at, Kim. You see uh, the mountains in the background and that, and don't get me wrong, we absolutely love the bus run home, Kim, with the boys, and you get a bit of team bonding uh-huh. and a drink and that. But just for a journey, you go other way to then play in that park, it's, it's brutal. <laughs> well, we only look with Fort Williams Park maybe been used this year, hopefully, next year, might be a wee bit better. Hopefully, 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 they improve it. That's the thing, they seem to want to improve it, but. Seems to be vandalism more than anything that kills them. Aye, no fine, is it? No, especially with folk that put in so much time for nothing sort of idea, Ken. You spoke earlier about Simi was a really tough opponent in juniors. Have you got any in the Highland League? There's definitely a few tough opponents in the Highland League, aye. Um, Eric Watson was tough when he was at Cove. He's just good in the air. So kind of like, that's my game. When you get somebody that's got half an idea, like, if I get a free jump against a player, I feel like I'm going to have the advantage because I'm going to win a header. But when you get players that have got a little bit more no to give you a little nudge and Aye. keep you off balance and that, then it's definitely more difficult. So if you play against folk like uh, Eric Watson, it's uh, it's tougher. But there's definitely another few. Can like uh, Broda, they've got like Mer- now I'm playing Mero at midfield. Can like say like Dale Gillespie and uh, the lad is it Neil McLean I think as well. Or okay. But um, they're can just like moving all the time and it's keeping up with them can they're all over the place sort of idea uh, but nah I'm, I'm enjoying it I like when it's I'm not like one of them players that when you play against somebody that you think's a tough opponent you hide I'm, I'm more like oh I suppose a tough opponent I kind of got to be at it can, and I'll be uh, probably get extra little bit because I, I've got to be nearer them and uh, be more concentrating rather than letting them off the back of me thing is you go and hide I just let them get the better in that day exactly it? If, mm-hmm. if you hide and Especially in the Highland League at Bells here. There's no way to hide. If you're hide, you'll get caught out. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm touching wood before I ask this question. 
How have you been for injuries since you came into Brock? <laughs> Touch would have been good. This season I've been a bit more uh, up and down. I struggled a bit with my groin and start a pre-season, <clears> which I think has set me back on my fitness a little bit. But I'm definitely up to speed now. It's just cramp. I've had it since I was about, honestly, eight year old or something, and I just kind of get rid of it. But I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm going to try and uh, maybe change my diet a little bit to try and help that. But touch wood, like you say, my injury since I've been a kid has been really good. I've never had a bad injury that's kept me for a long time. So hopefully I can stay. I've always been like naturally fit. So even when I have to have some time out of that, I can always come back. Not too far off it anyway. Ah, that's good. Ken, so it's, uh, I've been kind of really lucky that way. So hopefully that continues. Excellent. As I say, touch wood. Touch wood, 100%. <laughs> Okay, Sean, it's now the time we are like. I want you to ask you to pick your best 11 players. Four subs and a manager. No pressure, pal. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Like I said earlier, like, um, if I wanted to be a manager, like, Mark's got a horrendous job here to pick a team out of the squad we've got every week. But um, in goals, it would have to be uh, Leesky like. Leesky's just um, different class. His distribution is something that uh, Highland League is just ridiculous. Can He can pick up a band and zing it. 30 yards to like Ryan at left back on a half volley just crazy to see sometimes but he's uh, brilliant but even his shot stopping see being able to test yourself against somebody like him at training it's, uh, it brings you on because he's actually difficult to beat so um, it would definitely be Leesky but I was uh, a few other folk that would have been in contention can like Peter Tate who I played well about at Debrock before uh, okay. he left he was a great young keeper and uh, I think he's doing really well at Cooter so like the best time, but even alongside, I had Michael Thompson boobs. If I played for uh, oh, uh, Brock for a little while, he was a great keeper and even like a great captain at alongside at the time. So, uh, Kenny, he, he had some good competition, but nah, it would definitely have to be uh, Paul Leeskitz for sure. He's been a popular choice. <laughs> so I've heard in a few of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But um, we'd go, I'd probably go with 3 5 2, but it's not probably your natural 3 5 2. I think I've got five centre mids in the midfield, but we'll start off with defence, but. Um, Fals, could you start with uh, the Brock legend himself, Willie West? He's uh, even throughout, obviously, with his dad being, he was my boys' club manager when I was younger, and then right through, I've kind of kinned to Willie, and uh, you see what the fans think of him, and what a player he is. Can he, I think he's played every position but in goals for a Brock. Can. <laughs> Absolutely. He'll just do anything for the team, he'll do anything for you. He's just such a nice guy, sort of idea, and he was a big part to helping me settle to Brock, and with just how nice he was, and he would make sure you were. Doing okay, can Max Urahan was good for you, so we'd definitely have to be Willie for the first. Uh, he'd be probably right in the middle of, well, he'd probably play the left of the three centre halves I've got. Okay. I'd probably put uh, Brian Hayen alongside him, probably at this moment, I would say up there with the best centre half in the league. He's got everything a bit of speed, a bit of aerial ability, it's unbelievable. Can experience new as well. He's uh, just a brilliant player and playing against boys like Willie and. Uh, He's in training just makes you better as well. Can two guys that are brilliant in the air, so kind of test yourself every time you play against them. Good strong guys, can and another in Heiser just an absolute can top row bloke as well. Can speak a lot and can I was asking how you are, if you're how you're doing, can get a good chat man. And alongside them, I'd put in uh, Kieran Simpson. Can maybe well definitely hasn't been picked much, that's for sure. But I think possibly if things continue to go the way they are for Kieran, I would say. I future Brock captain, Ken, just like his dad, he's just so commanding, and uh, for the age of him, the confidence he's got in his own ability, and the confidence he's got to organise other players around him, 
Okay, and he's one of that players that even though he's young, he doesn't mind giving somebody like Willie, for instance, a bollock in to say your performance is maybe enough, can up it. Brilliant to see for a young lad, it's isn't it? It's really good, especially in this day and age when you see some of the young lads. Like, I played a few 20s games in my first season for a Brock, and I've played a couple in between, and you see some of the lads now, and they're so quiet, but Kieran's just nothing like that. Can he's just straight air, he can fit his job is, can he'll do it. Maybe nay, like, uh, he's maybe not the biggest like ball player for he'll roll out like uh, Cannavaro or something like that. But <laughs> for a defender, an out and out defender, he's just, I actually. A joy to see if his uh, career could come to be like, hopefully, at one point. He's come on leaps and bounds as he came in, he? Leaps and bounds, but I just think, Ken, like, he's been brilliant for a Brock, but, like, actually scary to imagine how good he could become, Ken, if, it, if he keeps improving, because he's already, in my opinion, gaining boys like Heiser and Willie a run for their money to be playing every week, Ken. Uh, it's good, that's good news for a Brock. Definitely, exactly. Hopefully, long may it continue, that's for sure. Um, going to the midfield now. And uh, we'll start, like I said, it's five centre mids just to fit them all in. But I've, I wanted, I was desperate to keep a couple of alongside lads in that I thought had big impacts throughout my alongside career and played alongside. So I've, I've picked two who I think, I've had a few boys that have missed out just because uh, being at a Baroque, obviously, the quality of players at the team since I've been here is ridiculous. But um, the massive mention I needed to mention was uh, Nicole Davidson, that's for sure. Nicole's a player that when I came alongside, he was probably just before he got a bad injury he did a cruciate ligament injury which is obviously horrendous for anybody but 100% he would have played at least at Highland League maybe not for the Brock or he probably would have played for the Brock with Mark obviously being the connections with being his, uh, okay. his cousin but a player just a great player got so much had so much ability before he got injured and uh, just a, honestly the nicest guy you would ever meet Ken honest just I couldn't speak highly enough of Nicole right a really good pal to me and uh, somebody that would never ever go past anybody in the street, came with you saying for like or that. And during my time alongside, I'd probably hold him in as high a regard as the committee guys can. Just very good. I club captain. Can he would always make sure new guys in the team were like looked after and make sure they were all right and just a top of a guy. That's for sure. Like yeah, he sounds like a top bloke. Ah, uh, yes, he really is a good lad. Like, but a great player as well. Can scores a lot of goals for midfield and. Uh, he was a great... I actually played centre mid that season one of Cup win because I was playing a bit further back and uh, the partnership we had and like the friendship we had was just brilliant. Can Good. Guy that I hold in top regard. Um, another player I would put in there would have to be Jamie Beagree. Couldn't miss him out, that's for sure. Just probably, I would say, up there with the, the best player I've played with. Nah, so much like head and shoulders above Abdi because he's a great player, but just... He looks like he's always got so much time in the ball, can he makes it look so easy. I just sit and look at him and think, how is it so easy for you? <laughs> I do, I, like, when I've got a bar, sometimes you feel like you've got a rush, but he just look, makes it look so easy, so calm in the ball. Can he's obviously got this wealth of experience with playing at a higher level as well, but he's just such a great player. The way, like, from the way he passes the ball to the way he, like, pits himself about the park, he's just, can he's a player like young lads should look at and want to learn from all the oh, time. Can he's a great player. Even to work offshore and come back and still be in as good a shape to just jump in and play again. It's, you you kind of teach that sort of idea. That's just, uh, can it's unbelievable. And he's another lad who can play in several positions. Exactly, he can play a lot of positions and he obviously can play centre-half and he looks good and then he just moves up to midfield no bother at all. And then sometimes it can be uh, frustrating for me because he ends up playing in my position. But <laughs> when you're watching him and uh, he plays as well as he does for the team, then... Uh, 
Sometimes you can't complain, that's for sure. You just have to sit there and bite your tongue. Eh? And mind that word, rotation. <laughs> ah, rotation. Rotation. My favourite word, I would say. <laughs> but, um, no, definitely bees. But, um, and beside him would be Paul Young, just an absolute warrior. Like, I've, I would honestly love to see how much he runs in a game. He just seems to cover every single bit of the park. But you turn like especially playing now in that whole kind of position I play. Every time I turn around, Paul Young's there. Uh, Paul Young's there. First in the tackle, first in forward. Then the next time you see him, he's running past you. He's just he runs in Judas Alvarez at times. What a player! I just not even so much a player, but just what I like pro pro. And he's like always wanting to make himself look better. Always, he would. He'll tell you if you're not playing well, but he's made about like his performance. He wants to concentrate on making sure that he's playing well, and then he can conduct himself as a player, but. He's just one of the most hard-working, like, down-to-earth guys as well. Can speak a while and stuff like that. And uh, I've got a lot of respect for Paul, that's for sure. Nah, he's a cracking player, Paul. Ah, he's a really good player, Paul, that's for sure. And next in the midfield would have to be uh, Mikey Ray. Just, when I came to the Broch, I uh, knew Mikey Ray a bit. Played against him a few times at Maud, and he was a great player. But you didn't appreciate something until you probably play aside him. Just ah, that's true, eh? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Does the dirty side of the game so well. For kind of player he was as well, kind of like hard tackling, tough guy, kind of little guy stuck in. He never even got booked or sent off or anything. Can players at play that position normally get a lot of red cards and yellow cards? Aye. He didn't. So it just shows how much brains he had. Can do the tackles, but do them at the right time and stuff like that. And uh, Mikey was a great player in your team. Can actually very similar to Grant Campbell that we've got now. Can Aye. very similar players in the two of them. So it's kind of like worked well the way that Mikey kind of stopped and he came in. But um, another guy that was really like instrumental when I joined and like helping me settle because he was just an absolute great guy can like come up and speak to you he would uh get on the buses and that with a, a drink he'd come in and have a beer and ask how you are and stuff like that can you just make sure you're included sort of idea and uh I make it it was a topper it's actually probably one of the guys you miss the most in the dressing room because he was a good laugh as well and he was a like, time for a joke and a laugh Mikey and Mikey lived up to his nickname on the part the bone collector <laughs> But like I say, a bone collector, but he never got booked up for it, so he no, obviously did it right. So, no, he uh, certainly did. Aye, what a player, that's for sure, Mikey. Aye, Mikey was one of my favourite players, he's my type of player. Oh, he's a great player, and just like you say, one of the players you maybe didn't appreciate if he's not in your team, but as soon as he's in your team, you appreciate the Aye. hard work he does for you, can, the work he puts in. Um, last thing in midfield, I would go with Duncan Wallace. Duncan Wallace plays a bit alongside again, one of the two that I've picked. Just... He was there pretty much for the start of my alongside time, my, the end of my alongside time, and again, like Nicol picked up a bad injury and struggled to recover for a bit. He's back playing now, good to see and doing well, but just for a player, I think he might have played at a higher level as well. His technical ability, for me as a striker, I used to love playing with Duncan because he would create something for nothing. Can like you would think a game's done, uh-huh. and he would just play one pass because he was good technically that you put you in and you would score, can it would change a game. Just a great player to play with. Never really said too much, Ken, or that. Kind of kept himself himself at times. Loved a night out, that's for sure, Duncan uh-huh. did. Ken, he was one of the first team in the team sheet for a night out, so that's for sure. Good. But uh, I loved playing alongside Duncan, and a really good pal of mine as well, Ken. Been there, uh, even worked with him for a while, and just got on so well. And I, I couldn't uh, include him in the team, because I think he was a massive part of my time at alongside. Is he still at alongside? He's still at alongside New Eye, so him and Nicola are still boss in the midfield for him, keeping it going. Hopefully yeah, you, getting promoted this year, that's a plan for him. Did you play against him in the friendly? Start of season. I played. I didn't play in the friendly start of season. I didn't. I was. Uh, we were actually. Away. It was Nicky's um, birthday, so we had a weekend away. So I missed that. Which obviously playing for alongside. That's a game I look forward to pre-season every year. <laughs> uh, was so game. I was gutted to miss it, but um, it was a good guy. It was good to see it alongside. Kind of like I enjoy going to Davidson Park and seeing other guys again uh, and have a bit of a laugh with them and. 
But uh, no, they were both playing. I think they did really well as well. So that's good. Hopefully, alongside getting decent, good this season, get promoted. Well, here's hoping for Aye, that's, that's what we're looking for. Uh, you've got two names left for your first eleven. Two names left. We've got to go with strikers. So I'll start off with strikers. Got to be uh, Paul Campbell. Like like I say, starting my career, I was at Peterhead, and Paul was there. I think he was in the nineteens or the twenties when I was in the seventeens, and used to see him playing. Even back then, can great goal scorer. Can similar to myself, probably loves scoring goals, just loves playing and scoring. And then uh, moved alongside, and Paul was there again, keeping out the team. So he was in my road, and uh, he was playing through middle when I was playing wide. So he was a headache for me, but just a great goal scorer. And then for a move to the Brock again, same headache. Paul's there and keeping my place sort of idea, but. Paul's another thing, can really nice guy, can always get time for you, can and um I just love playing alongside him. Can the pace he's got and he's never like an us strikers like to score goals, but um he'll never be too greedy at times, can he all about team, we'll want to win games and go for their sort of idea. Paul's a great player. Uh, he certainly is. Mm-hmm. The last name of the team sheet that uh Pals could it be but Scott Barbara. I think I've listened to some of these podcasts, there's no many he's nail on, that's for sure, but he's just what else can you say about Faye Guts for sure? He's uh, He plays like nobody I've ever played with before. He just You look at him and you don't think he's strong, but God, that defender's kind of get near him, can't they? No. Just, when he gets that ball into his feet and he swivels them, it's just, it looks brilliant. It's so difficult knowing when I get a ball to my feet can, like how hard it is to do that. And he makes it look so easy. Swivels the defender and just takes him out of the game. And that's half a battle. When you get, if we get a ball to his feet, it's a massive boost for us when he can do that. And, Put a ball in the net or create more goals. He's just he's a good lad to play against. And I love playing with Figgit training and stuff like that as well because he pushes you to want to be at that level. Can he's always high standards, always scoring goals in training, always keeping him up. And it pushes you on to want to be better for yourself. So uh, idea, Ken. Good mix a lot. Fig gets a lot of chances to turn nothing really from the back to goals. Definitely. Definitely. Fig's really good at making a chance for himself just because of his work rate. Can he's one probably up with Paul Young with the fittest guys in the team, can just because 90 minutes they will just go and go uh, and go and go until you can say either blow a whistle or that's time up so uh, they'll still run it's amazing <laughs> is it I think loves a 5k that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> right we've got four subs guys that almost made your team um, it would be guys for the broth that I think are brilliant players that have just missed out for like obviously various reasons to squeeze their boys in but we couldn't do our best of living without mentioning the skipper that's for sure boomer like because uh, just for a club captain He's nothing like I've ever had any junior team or anything. He's just everything, loves this club, gives his whole life for this club sort of idea. Can the injuries he's been through and the setbacks he's been through to then again and again and again, pick himself up to go again and again. It's just different class. Can it? It's admiring to see him do that and put his body on the line for this club to make sure that can we grind out results. And he's another one that when I joined the club, can he was a, like the first team to come up and can let us know that anytime you needed anything, go and see him or can make sure you're included in everything and every boy was speaking to you sort of idea and he's just a topper like can somebody that I'll had in really high regard for the rest of my days can speaking to him and seeing him and even now can he also stopped a few weeks ago and I don't think he's missed a game since. No. He just loves the club. A club man for sure can and uh, you'll be a big miss in the changing rooms that's for sure because even like when he maybe wasn't playing for he was struggling, he was still there like cheering the boys on and fucking had the best little words of encouragement here and there. And maybe boys and I think that makes a difference, but it does, it makes a huge difference oh, when you absolutely. see a, a player like that with experience and wealth he's got to come up and say to you, Ken, oh yes or that. You listen to him, that's for sure. You take note of what he's saying. So uh, Boomer would have to be the number one in there. 
only <laughs> I would have said the only missed out in my best eleven is because I didn't get to play with him as much as I would have liked to. I'd have uh, loved to play with him at his best. Okay. But while I've been here, he's kind of struggled. He obviously had another bad knee injury, and then he kind of was only in and out a bit before he came back. But even and similar to Beagues, actually, just always seems like he's got so much time on the back, and he's so composed. He'll pick a pass, and for a centre half, that's that's such a rare. Can quality to have in you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I said Butcher's a better football player. No, Butcher, sorry. <laughs> Boomer is a better football player than some foot game. Oh, creator. definitely. I would agree with that 100%. And you see in training for me, the little like, game is in that Kenny never gives the ball away. He's Aye. a massive pride in just never giving it away. You'll always pick a pass in it. And that, like, can foils down to the rest of us seeing, oh, Boomer's never given a ball away. We can't give a ball away. Can in setting high standards Aye. for the team. Even like at the last couple of training sessions, he was at high standards to say, Key for that, like but, well, um, on the university game, was his last game. We're all praying we'll get a second half penalty and get, get, get his 50th goal. Well, everybody was playing in the team, and I think <laughs> Gary Harris even had a bit of a dive to try and get my penalty at one point, but <laughs> didn't quite go to plan. Aye. But um, no, even had a couple of chances, a couple of half volleys. But even Boomer, again, when I could, when we're looking back at Boomer's career, when I be how much goals he scored, that's for no, sure. It's no, how the accolades he's had and how much I great no, he's player he's been in, for the club. And the top of it, he's a fantastically nice guy, you know, oh, exactly. Yeah. Can, you can say all you want about the maybe some of the guys at other teams have had all this money thrown at them, but Boomer should probably, I would imagine, had plenty of offers to go to other clubs to put heaps of money, but he'd much rather play for the club he loves. Absolutely. Play the game he loves for hardly any money. That's either. why he's such a huge fan's favourite. Exactly, exactly. Uh, next out of the subs would be Gary Harris. Gary is just, I would say, probably the best finisher at a club, and that's a massive thing to say considering the strikers we've got the score of goals but when you see him in training he never ever will blast the ball he never ever hits it like too hard he'll hit it like with his side his foot and that and it just always ends up in can you think he never like I say never blasts it but always mm-hmm. scores sort of idea just that great finisher and Gary probably only missed out in the team my best 11 as well because I've never played with him as much as I'd like to hopefully I'll get a chance to play with him there a season and seasons to come he also had his bad injury as well, which he's managed to battle back for him. Hopefully he can kick on now, but just an out-and-out finisher. Gary's a great finisher, Kenny. It's some, and again, like when I'm in training with Paul and uh, Fig and Gary, it just brings me on. Can I see them doing shooting drills and bang, Fig scores, bang, PC scores, uh, bang, Harris scores. You're like, pressure's on for you to score. Uh, Ken, you've got to keep up at high standard. So it makes me a better player. And I would say training with that guy's, it's probably half a battle where I've came for like when I joined the Brock I'm probably half a player I am now mm-hmm. just because of the experience I've gained for them guys training Good. them every weekend excellent that's what you look for oh absolutely mm-hmm. and next on the subs would be Gizzy kind of another club legend that I didn't get to play with as much as I would have liked I got to see him a little bit in glimpses before uh, he finished but again another guy maybe wouldn't have spoke too much can kept himself himself but what a player even in his later days Dean shooting and training that can mm-hmm. just barely ever missed I, you were gen- genuinely sitting there like you fancy missing in for his gizzy come on give us a break Ken <laughs> and he's shooting and he's making us look silly uh, even he's playing centre half like a few times in the last few years of his career and uh, we're doing shooting and he's still coming up ping top corner ping pop. <laughs> and then just with his right foot with his left foot as well Ken he comes in and does it both sides you know like oh Jesus I'm supposed to compete with that <laughs> But like I said, that's what brings you on in training. Oh, if you yeah, see guys absolutely. doing that, it pushes you on and then you kind of learn from them a bit. But um, I would have loved to have seen Gizzy at his best, like that's for sure. I never really got lucky enough to play with him, but some of the goals and that he scored, and I've seen a few times, he's just what a player he was, for oh, sure. Right. 
think he got goal of the season at least five or six times. Aye, I'll bet. I'll bet he was in a run another five or six times as well. <laughs> I'll bet. Aye. Right, your last team. My last team would have to be uh, Risey Ryan Cowie, like, that's for sure. Just, there's no player, I would say, probably in this league, that works as hard as Ryan does to get himself in shape for games on a Saturday and for this team. And again, he's like, dedicates almost his life to, <laughs> to fit back in. Uh-huh. His, for his diet, to his workouts, to everything. And he's just, he's like, fit. I would love to have the time to do that down to rank and like, because... He's unbelievable. Can he's in the gym probably? I would say seven days in a week probably. Wow. Uh, sort of idea, but he's just he puts in so much effort in his athleticism and stuff like that. Can he's a great player, he's a massive asset for us as a team. To hear a left back like that, can and he's probably unchallenged in that position because of how good he is. That Mark doesn't even feel like he needs to go and get somebody else because he's so physically fit. He barely ever gets injured. Touch wood, he's actually injured just now, but right. <laughs> typical. <laughs> And uh, he's just, he's like a driving force because even a bit like, like leader can he's always like speaking and shouting, a bit like Stuart can he's I got something to say, sort uh-huh. of idea. Joke going to change the room, so he's like laughing and joking, but he's an absolute top guy as well. Can hats after Rizy because like I listened to his podcast before and he's worked hard to get far he's at, can and he deserves all the plaudits he gets because mm-hmm. he's a great player and a, a great guy, somebody I would happy to call a pal as well nowadays. Cool. Five pennies, captain of this team of yours. Oh, sorry for it. Where's uh, Sean Butcher's name on this? No, no, there's no room for me in that team, that's for sure. Some great players. I'm, if I was playing, I'd probably play in a hole somewhere, but um, okay. no, nah, there's too many good players. I couldn't fit them in, never mind myself. <laughs> so, first year, first year captain with this? Um, it would be a tough one. It would be a tough one. If Boomer was in the starting 11, it would definitely be Boomer. Okay. Captain, fantastic. But um, probably put Willie in. Willie, okay. aye. Willie's been obviously Brock legend and. Uh, He's definitely one for him, little words of Abdi and can just be in can he's pals with Abdi in the team, can he can uh-huh. Abdi, Max sure Abdi's good. So I'd give the captain seat of Willie West. Okay. Right, I'm gonna read back your team for you. Paul Isk, Willie West, Brian Hay, Kieran Simpson, Nicole Davidson, Jamie Beagry, Paul Young, Mikey Ray, Duncan Wallace, Paul Campbell, Scott Barber on the bench, Ryan Christie, Gary Harris, Graham Johnson, and Ryan Kelly. A good talent on that team, eh? Aye, some team, that's for sure. Some is. team. Still a lot missing as well. Cause there's a lot of players I maybe I mentioned there that have played with it would deserve a mention. Like, uh, I didn't have room for Granny Campbell in the team, but no, because he's not a great player, because I think he's he's up there with the best players I've played with. Just maybe because of the time I hadn't played with him, can I hadn't uh-huh. played with him long enough. But Granny's been a massive asset to us this season, and I think he's kind of probably the missing piece in the puzzle we've had in the last few years. He's got that experience and I think he's got the drive to pull us through some of that games that we maybe struggled in before. So time will tell if that's obviously going to take us to the success, but he's a great player here in the team and in the dressing room because even at training, can he's given everything in the training games that he gives in the games and that drives everybody else on to the same attitude. Good. He's certainly been very consistent in every game this season. 100%. Granny's one of our players that, can you say there's players that get like 7 out of 10 every week? I would say you get 9 out of 10 for Granny every week. Can he's that good? Energy can levels are high. Oh, just can he, he's one of that players, I would say, that if he's in your team, again, you maybe didn't appreciate him, but see, when you play alongside him and you see mm-hmm. the dirty work he does, uh, makes a hell of a difference, that's for sure. Right, picking your team is hard, but you've had a few managers, so it may be quite difficult to pick a manager for you. It would definitely be difficult. I've had a few that would uh, definitely get mentions. Like, Natty was a massive part in my younger days, taking me to junior football and then pushing me on a bit. Charles, I had a few times with, through Boys Club, then we came to 
alongside I seen him again before I left for Brock. But the two that it was a toss up between would definitely be uh, John Thompson and uh, Mark. That's for sure. John was probably like I say between him and Nicky, my Mrs. Nicky that um, pushed me on to really push my career on a bit. But um, I would probably say Mark would edge it just just because he gave me the opportunity to show that was good enough at his level and he's given me the stage pretty much to go and show it and uh, he's shown great belief in myself to come here and do what I've done and can he obviously still sticks men in the big games and shows that he believes in me so that's uh, a massive thing for him big confidence booster to play a club like us and you're repeating his confidence by turning in good performances exactly good, exactly can. every time he picks me in the most I can do is going out and pin a performance for the fans and the club and Mark and Bax kind of been brilliant to me since I've been here and uh, I'm nothing but thankful for them to give me the opportunity to play for this great club. Magic. Right, we spoke about coaching. We're now a year, a wee plug. We've now got the, you do one-to-one coaching now. Tell us about that. I do a bit of one-to-one. We've got groups as well. It's mostly for kids, but we have got some uh, younger teenagers as well. But it's mostly, I kind of, I took on my daughter's team. Like, I, well, actually, when it started, to be honest, was back when uh, I took on, like, my stepson, Owen. I helped his team coaching a little bit his boys club team where Lee Ingalls helped him out a little bit just a little dabble down with helping because kind of like you need a, a helper I didn't have much parent helper so I helped you a little bit and I thought can someone actually really enjoy this aspect of it back in Good. coaching so went and got a couple of badges and stuff like that and then when my daughter came along Harley my youngest uh, well my youngest girl I've got uh, Georgia Owen Harley and Luke as well so we're quite busy at times <laughs> Harley's team she started with Bucking Girls last year so I like put my name forward to be head coach for that so that's uh, started that doing that with the girls and thought can something this is actually something I really enjoy and I said to Nikki a few times I was like can something I think we could uh, can take us to the next level can I maybe do some coaching and I seen other people doing it and I thought can I something I maybe like mm-hmm. so this year there was a few people in our area that stopped doing it so I thought it was a bit of a gap so I just kind of jumped took a plunge went I made like a Facebook page a little company page and that that was doing it and I thought oh I'll maybe get a couple can see if it did. and it just kind of boomed a bit can I've got 30 kids to my primary one two class I've got 20 kids to my p345 class preschool class is now up to 12 fantastic which is kind of like coming and I'm actually coming home from my full-time job straight to go and do these while with light nights are still in I've got people chapping the door doing to get in and I'm actually struggling to the point where uh, Georgia's coming on full-time with me as well oh, she's dear. she plays for Aberdeen and uh Kind of proud of her achievements and stuff like that, but she's really, really good at this. And I'm hoping she maybe sees that she's good at it and takes this as a career kind of path because there's okay. scope for that while she's still young. Ken. Mm-hmm. So she's for the next two weeks fully booked up Monday to Friday, and I'm booked up Monday to Friday. So it's, <laughs> it's gone really, really well. That I'm enjoying it. Though. I'm not sure what will happen in the winter months. We'll have to kind of cross that bridge when it comes to it. But it's something like I'm sitting here wishing I'd done years ago. Sort of idea. Can I wish uh, I'd plunged in earlier? But it's gone well, so hopefully we continue and uh, continue to grow, really. That's a plan. Fantastic. So if only young kids want to get in touch, how do they get in touch with you, dear coaching? I've got my um, Facebook page, obviously, which is tells you all the details of the schedules and stuff like that. So they would get in touch with that and my phone number's on that. And we can maybe put my phone number in the podcast as well in case there's any Hennessy next. It is difficult to get a word out. But the way it's grown so far seems to be word of mouth. Can somebody saying, oh, he's really good, pass it on to their pals and passing on a number sort of thing mm-hmm. that seems to be how it's going so just I would say go for a Facebook page and if you need my phone number I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere <laughs> you said you want to put it on the podcast I'll put it on the podcast I'll put it on the bottom of the 
Facebook post on that and we can fix it. No problem. Good, good, good. Now, speaking about your coaching, I've got a couple of questions for one of the young lads you coach. <laughs> Jamie Lidham. You know Jamie? I know Jamie well, I. Okay, his first question was, who was your favourite childhood player? Um, well, I'd say a few. When I was really young, obviously I was a big Aberdeen fan, so when I was young, when I first started getting the games, Jamie, when I hear a clue for this, when I say them, like, so I'll say their names as well, but there's a player that played for Aberdeen called Hitchum Zero Alley, played a striker. Oh, aye. He's uh, sadly actually passed away now, I think he died in a car crash a while ago, but when I was probably about seven or eight, we used to go to the games, I used to love going and just singing, zero, zero, because he came on and just the fans and that, and he was like a f- probably one of the first kind of foreign players I remember at Aberdeen that was just different. Kenny mm-hmm. could make something happen, skills, Kenny was all this fancy tricks and that, and it was just good to watch, and he enjoyed watching him. But um, in more recent years for Aberdeen, it would probably be uh, Ken, and some great players, but I really liked when I was like teenage years, a player called Jamie Smith that played. Okay. Great player, like similar to Zero Alley, actually, just um, Ken always got a trick, I always got a good goal, and um just exciting to watch can I, can I players but if I was going by world football it would take to be can your typical strikers it would take to be like R9 Ronaldo sort of idea can just out and out goal scorer Ronaldo's or uh, your Van Roy's can Man United I used to really like Man United when I was younger so your Rooney's and stuff like that players like that but just any of your old fashioned strikers I like and similar to myself they're very fast but can score a goal or two that's it and still enjoy it exactly Jamie's second question is for you Sean What's the best thing about coaching kids? Coaching kids is really good, but the thing I enjoy mostly about it, and Jamie's like a prime example, is uh, when you see the kids coming, and most of the kids that come, there's other means as well, are coming because they maybe lack a little bit of confidence, lack a little bit of belief in themselves. Uh-huh. So their mums or dads are like, can I take them along? And they come, and they're like so shy. And they don't want to speak to you, and they don't say much. Uh-huh. And in that like 45 minutes, hour, whatever session it is, and in that time, from the start, when they didn't speak to the end, when they're like yapping, 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 can you take uh, that out of them? Good. And to hear that they're going back, like Jamie, going back and taking some of the stuff that I'm trying to help him when it's on, using that for his games and taking the confidence, can it just, it makes me burst with pride that I'm doing, can I'm, what, what a charge for the um, sessions and that, can it isn't a lot. I've mm. heard of some coaches and that, and they charge like double, treble for I charge. But it's not about the money for me, it's about kind of giving a little bit back and seeing, uh, and giving kids a little bit of a platform to kind of improve, kind of my aspect in it is if you work hard enough, can sky's your limit. Can if you want to get better, you will get better. Sort of game. So I just love seeing the smile on their faces when they go away and they've enjoyed it. That's for sure. Well, good. I work with Jamie's mom, hubba bubba, and she says after a couple of coaching sessions with you, Jamie got picked for his team. Mm-hmm. Played in his first game and he was ever the moon. And he put doing the conference you gave him during that sessions. Jamie's definitely one of them. Like at the start, he was so quiet. But see, if you see him now when you come to a session, he comes uh-huh. in and he's like raring to go, sort of idea. Can he's jumping, he's bouncy, and he's having a laugh. And even we do like a penalty shootout at the end, Ken, and he's like really, really uh, eager to beat me, that's for sure. Ken, we get a little bit of competitiveness between us. So it's a good laugh. That's I enjoy. And I've got a lot of kids like Jamie as well that are similar positions, Ken. And, Maybe we lacked that bit of confidence, but already even a couple of weeks, kind of difference you notice is unbelievable. Oh, that's fine. It's so, great for you as a coach to see it. When you see that, and there's like other ones as well, kind of got other kids, they play in the like Peterhead school leagues, kind of, and I get down to watch them sometimes, and I think that's a massive thing when they see, oh, can you stick a bit of interest in my football? Come uh, to see. It mm-hmm. gives them a bit of confidence booster. So I, no, I do. I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Thank you very much, Jimmy, for your questions. 
Right, you said your one of your friends is Dean. Well, you explained it for his Donnie's, didn't it? Aye, my brother-in-law, Kevin. He was, uh, he's done something the last month for charity. He's, I think he was doing it for Anchor and McMillan. But um, in our family recently, Nicky and uh, Kevin's, our granddad's uh, recently been diagnosed with cancer. I'm not going into too much details, obviously it's a bit personal. But um, So Kevin decided that he would do 10k a day for 31 days in a row uh, over August. And uh, he would end that 31 days on uh, Granny Granda's 62nd weather anniversary, which was today. Okay. So he did 10k every day. He'd go eat once a day for a 10k run, which is Kevin's nay. He'll tell you himself. He was nay. He maybe ran a couple of times a month or something like that, but he was nay like the physically fittest. But to do that 10k a day for 31 days, me playing at Highland League, I think I would struggle with that, to be honest. But um, it's a cracking achievement. And then on the final day, even, which was today, like I said, he did a half marathon. Which is after thirty days of ten k's, and then the thirty first day of half marathon. That is impressive, and uh, everybody's proud of him. And he's raised over a thousand pounds for uh, the two chosen charities that he chose. And like I said, the family's just delighted. We'll put the link on the podcast if that's okay, just to see if anybody else would like to donate a little bit more. Because obviously everybody has had family members that have kind of been somehow related or can somebody that's had uh, issues with cancer. Cause it's a horrible disease and. Uh, like I say, I did 10k that with Kevin today, and after playing 75 minutes yesterday, my legs are feeling it after that 10k, that's for sure. So I can't imagine the other 11 and a half that he did. So fair play to him, but uh, like I said, I we're all proud of him, and he did a, a tremendous job, 31 days of 10k. That's amazing. My legs are sure just thinking about it. <laughs> well, fantastic give up, and I hope after that he's sitting with his feet up and out here in a couple of call beers. Well, I, think I can for sure. It. Before I came here, he had a few car beers and uh, we finished it alongside club for their little, we had a little get family get together and he had a couple of cold ones, that's for sure, but he deserves it. Oh, and hopefully he's having a couple of nights. Massive effort, well uh, done. Uh, well done, Kevin. And you say we'll put a link on the end too for folk who want to donate. Uh, if anybody would like to donate, it would be greatly appreciated and uh, it would say, uh, cause it's really close to our family's hearts. For Fantastic, sure. and you can put a link on your coaching page. For uh, I'm, well. I'm going to put it on the coaching page as well and put a little spiel about it as well. So. Okay, well done. Right, we're going to finish off with a few questions about you. No, bro. Right, apart from the, your nickname, apart from Booch, have you any club nicknames? Um, I don't think so. Either, like, it's a weird, you know, I always just get called Booch or Booch or that. It's actually to the point for, like, when somebody calls me Sean, it actually feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only person that calls me Sean is my mum. Oh, okay. Even my dad, kind of, it's Booch or Booch or that. So it is weird, but... um. No, I've never really had much of a nickname. It's always just been Booch, which is kind of in with the names. That's my name. Okay. One of the questions I was going to ask you, your worst miss worst miss on the pitch when trying to score. I think you said you blew a ring over the bar, didn't oh, you? Oh, I've had a few. Don't get me wrong. As a striker, yeah, you miss your fair share of chances. My dad would probably sit there and laugh. He'd have a few counting for the sitters. But I would definitely say that Enid Forrest, what I was saying, I'd be a surrounded keeper for back-to-back hat-tricks in my first season in there. Absolutely ballooned it out of the bar. <laughs> Still is day raging about that from a back to back. But um, ah, cuts in the past. Now. You've got to miss a few to score a few. If you get in a position, that's the main thing. It's well, I remember Ali McCoy saying he, he could miss 10 if he got two. Ah, exactly. Keep, keep, keep getting in position exactly. to score. Exactly, 100%. Right, your biggest embarrassing moment on the pitch? It would definitely be back in my younger years, like getting sent off. I was one game we played. <laughs> I'm laughing about it, but I'm actually embarrassed thinking about it. We played East End. I still don't think it was a sending off, that's for sure, but five minutes into the game, this boy absolutely blutered me, and I got up and went like heed to heed to him, and the referee sent his bath off, and I was two minutes into the game or something, and so I had to watch it other 88 minutes of the game, <laughs> I was so embarrassed, but raging at the same time, but that would definitely be there, because that was like the point for Nicky and uh, 
Keith were like, oh no, we're not coming back if this is the case. So I was like, oh, well, I better, I better tune it in now. Yeah, screw the brew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of your embarrassing moments on the pitch at Rangue Um, A couple of sitters and that, but nothing that kind of shines out, to be fair. No. Fair enough. You said earlier on you're ambitious. Have you any goals set for what you achieve in your time at the Brook? We'd obviously like to win as much as we can in that kind. The league would be a great achievement. We've also got a long way to go in that kind. But um, I just I want to personally just be as good as I can be. Can I want to score as much goals as I can for the Brock? What play as long as I can for the Brock? Sort of idea, but pick up as much trophies. Can what I got the squad we've got just new. I think we're really ambitious to win as much as we can. So. Hopefully, if I look back at my time at Brock, I've got as much medals as Boomer's got or not, Ken, and uh, I'd be something I'd be proud of. Good, so I can do. Keep doing the best you can do. Exactly, exactly. Have you any pre-match superstitions or rituals? No, particularly, like, out of my way. Or can, I'd like to try and keep it consistent for I would, like, put my stuff on at the right time, kind of like just before the game, shin pads and tape and stuff like that, but I'm not one of them that's, like, massively strict on it sort of thing can I wouldn't like go out of my way to make sure I'm putting the right shin pad on at the right time can right lower before left or right mm-hmm. boot before left but can I like to have a little a few shots before we start the actual warm up just to get my feet going and that and being a striker it's good to score a few goals as well even if I can keep it in <laughs> <laughs> confidence what's your pre-match meal? Uh, pre-match meal can vary depending on work and stuff like that but um, I usually would say like maybe like porridge and a banana or something like that but I'd, I'm never a big eater before games. I, I don't know kind of it's like a nervous energy in my belly or that, but I'm never hungry. Can Aye, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, if I need to do more of it, uh, eat more, but I'm, can I keep it limited to what I eat? And then uh, I like to feel quite light for game days as well because I'm not exactly fastest, so if I eat too much, I'm even slower and it's, <laughs> I'll be a disaster, a car crash. <laughs> so you get up in the morning, do you have a set routine for game days or does it just depend on work? It, it, it depends on work. Normally if I'm working, I'm like 6 till 10, so I don't really have a minute to think about it, but... I like to have a good couple of coffees to get that caffeine kind of kick as well, which is good for you there. Uh, and then I would normally have like porridge and a banana or a cup of pancake or something like that in my tea break at work. And then I'll have the same again when I finish work at like half ten sort of idea before the game. And after okay. that, I didn't really eat much. Okay. Maybe a banana here and there, a couple of Jaffa cakes. But like I said, I'm not a big eater before games. After that, I'll pick out a bit. But <laughs> ah, after the game. <laughs> it's a different though. scenario. Eh? Could we fit my boots? Too often you change a pair of boots this season. Nowadays, probably more than you should. Nay, because I have to, just because of the damage. Boots nowadays are a joke. You pay a fortune for them and they're wrecked half a season. Uh-huh. So normally I'd be two, boots, two pairs of boots a season sometimes, but I, I'm, I'm really, not superstitious, but I have the same boots. It's always Adidas. I can't go anywhere else. I bought a pair of Puma boots this season for pre-season, wore them a couple of times and then bought another pair of Adidas to go after it because I just feel like that's uh, the kind of boots I've worn since I was younger. I remember having a pair of Nike boots once and I felt like that was the worst I'd ever played. And it wasn't the boots. It was just, I feel like they're different. Can I like the fit of Adidas. I like the kind of weight of them and that. I try and keep to the similar kind of style as well. Can and keep it the same, which kind of seems to help. So normally two pairs a season I would go with. Okay. Do football boots, modern boots, give you much protection nowadays? No, definitely no. Not a chance. Most of them feel like they're made of paper. I genuinely use your hand and rip some of them. They're that bad, but... They are there, can you've got like obviously the shin pads not to your shins, but even then. But if you get a decent kick with your boots, they'll be ripped and your leg will be <laughs> ripped as well, sort of idea out. But you try and uh, kind of you're gonna the tackle as hard as other doesn't it come out like that normally. Aye. 
Right, there's a question to ask everybody. VAR, yes or no? What's your thoughts? It's difficult. I think in the top level, with the money that's getting spent in that, I think they need to get the decisions right. I think they maybe need to tone the time they're taking with some of them because it's cutting up the games and that, but I do like it. You, can you want the right decision? I just think they've got to kind of work on it so that it runs more smoothly sort of idea. But for a, you want the right decision to be made. You want the right team to win a game that deserves to win a game sort of idea. So uh -huh. VR and goal te line technology are definitely a plus. But you don't want to wait for five minutes to see if you've no, scored their goal. Some of the times, can like you see teams celebrating and then they're scoring a goal, celebrating, and then they've got to wait 10 minutes, and then the away team are celebrating because the goal's been chucked <laughs> off, and you're like, it's like, probably that's a good thing, you probably get two celebrations in one, but it's just so weird at times, is it? Because some of them are horrendous how long they take. Oh, they? I know, but hopefully it's one thing that will get better. I think so, time. I think come time they'll improve it, because obviously it's new, and we're not, Abdi's getting used to it sort of idea, so come time it'll uh, definitely smooth it out, and they'll maybe, they'll maybe take it a bit more off the cuff sort of rather than waiting and waiting and waiting but we'll see how that goes okay now just to finish up with you're a coach now plus a player what advice you giving for young lads coming through definitely would be working hard because uh, ability is one thing but natural ability comes second to work rate that's for sure you can be the best player in your age but if you don't want it and you don't work hard enough you want to get there that's for sure I was never ever ever the best player in my boys club some of the times I didn't even get a game. That's the thing. I, was, I would have been on the bench sometimes, but because I loved the game so much and I worked hard at it and wanted to improve and always wanted to better myself. And I was always there practicing, practicing, practicing. Practice pays off. And it's an old cliche saying, but it's practice makes perfect. And that's fact sort of idea, you know. Uh, absolutely. If you didn't work hard and want it enough, it'll never happen. And try and believe in your own ability. Oh, definitely. Confidence is everything. Confidence is a massive part of my game as well. And uh, I think if you believe in yourself, it's... Uh, Half a battle, that's for sure. Can thinking you're as good as the players you're playing against is uh, a big part in it. Okay, okay. So I can all a bit thank you for coming in no and give us your story. Aye. Do you want to put that link? Do you know the link? Can you tell them on on no? Um, I haven't got the link there. I can get the link and you can put it with the, uh, either the Facebook or the podcast or that. But um, no, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate uh, you letting me tell my story and folk kind of about my coaching and stuff like it's that. It's been a pleasure, and your your coaching will just get booming and booming. And you'll be. Employing <laughs> half a dozen coaches to help you. That's it, I'll be a massive company. I can quit my full-time job. It's a plan. <laughs> Good, and I can just finish half and cent. I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday night when we play Banksy. Aye, Banksy, roll on the next game. That's it. All right. Thank you very much, Butch, for Cheers, giving up Paul, your thank time. You very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to be involved in the show, or you'd like to nominate somebody who you would like to hear come on the show, get in touch. My name is Willie McKenzie. You can contact me on 07-904-756-332. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.